It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast episode 69. On today's episode, we chat about more lockdown liars, mischievous airplane passengers, and when avalanches attack. Grab your snowmobile and let's go. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rail? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. G'day. G'day, 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 g'day. It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. Yes, we are your hosts. I'm Christine. I'm Jules, and it's episode 69. Woo. Dinner for two. And today we are doing what we do on every other episode, telling crazy stories of when shit goes wrong on the road. Yes, and I was actually thinking about maybe we should do something special for episode 69. Okay, like, what were you thinking? Well, I was looking for some kind of sex disasters or something like okay. that. And then I just I ended up, I figured we had so much stuff to already talk about today that I can just save it. Maybe we'll Probably do a, for the best. Maybe we'll do a, a special sex capades episode. 169 maybe? Yeah, 169. Okay, but I feel I like this there. would have been the best time to do it. Uh, I think that we try to keep things a little bit PG here, so I don't really know if we need to delve into that. Well, nothing like crazy. <laughs> okay. We're not talking pornography. Okay. I'm just saying that, you know, just like a bit of a theme. We like a themed episode every We now do and then. love a good theme. Yes, that's yeah. true. And if, you know, if you're going to give episode 69 a theme, what's it going to be? Mm, that's indeed. what I'm saying. All right. Well, today we won't be talking about that. So if you're, you know, you can just relax. It's all good. <laughs> we are going to talk about, uh, we've got some stuff to cover from last week that we didn't cover regarding the lockdown arrest. Oh, yes. I didn't get to finish telling my mini stories. No, because last week we spoke about the story of the American girl, Skylar. Skylar? Yes, who I have a correction, actually. My bad. Her name was Tyler. <laughs> no, her name was still Skylar, but she was actually 18. She wasn't 21. Okay. So I feel like that makes a little bit of a difference. If you don't know what we're talking about, basically this girl went to the Cayman Islands and broke quarantine. And we were like, oh, 21-year-olds are dumb, but 18-year-olds are even dumber. No offense, yes, guys. Yes, yes. Well, don't tell them too much. Go listen to the episode. Yeah, go listen to the episode. No, no, if you story. haven't, uh, I do feel like that does give it more context, though. And to be fair, yeah, I don't, I mean, we, we, you know, you would think that age doesn't come into it that much, but we did talk last week about how, you know, when I was at 21, we were all, you know, obviously a lot less wiser than we are now. Mm. Not to say that at 21 <laughs> you can't be wise, but I'm saying personally I wasn't. Yes. Uh, and are you age- wiser now? Are you, are you wise now? Would you consider yourself wise? I would call myself a wise sage. Oh, really? Would you? Interesting. But okay, I would on. also say that the level of the, the wiseness is not exponential. No, like, that's true. It is so between like 21, well, obviously 21 is a long time away from where I was, I am now. Yes. But we won't tell the listeners how many years ago, but it was a long time ago. Yeah, it's like three years ago. Yeah. And, uh, but 18 to 21 is huge. That's exponential. Yeah, that is a big gap. That is a massive gap. So I feel like those three years really does make up a difference. Yeah. I feel like I would have done something like that when I was 18, like break quarantine to go hang out with a boy. Yeah. Because you were so cool. I was very cool. You weren't that (laughs) cool. No, I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you've got some other stories that we didn't get to last week. We talked... Christine was going to tell us about some other lockdown, what is it, lockdown stuff? Lockdown... Oh, I'm trying to think of an alliteration. Lockdown losers. Oh. That's harsh, but lockdown... Liars. Liars. Lockdown liars. Basically, these are people who were in some sort of quarantine lockdown for COVID and they broke their lockdown and they got caught. 
And so I'm going to tell you some mini stories. Okay, let's go for it. Okay, so back in November of 2020, which feels like a long time ago, but yes, wasn't that long ago? A man in northern Italy got into a big argument with his wife while they were both supposed to be in quarantine and in lockdown in the house. So they got in a fight or an argument, and he decided to take a little stroll to cool off. You know, as you do, everybody needs a little walk. Mm, walk Tell me about it. Yep, we need that sometimes. Well, he ended up walking 280 miles south to the town of Fano, Italy. So he really needed a good cool off. He needed a 280 mile cool off. Seriously? Yeah. So he. There must have been some argument. Yeah. So he breached curfew uh, and basically just walked and walked and walked. And people are calling him the Italian Forrest Gump. I was going to make some kind of Forrest Gump <laughs> yeah, joke. Yeah. Maybe his wife is named Jenny. Jenny. And And his wife reported him missing when he didn't come home and they found him a week later down uh, by the coast. Just chilling? Just chilling. He just kept walking and walking and walking. Isn't that, is, that crazy? That he is, walked for like a week. That's quite the way to break quarantine. Did he have any money on him? Like, what did, did he, like, was he preparing to walk for that long? Or I think people, I'm pretty sure I read that people just like gave him food along the way. And yeah. That's a pretty cool adventure, though. Yeah, what an adventure. That's a must have been a big argument though, because at a certain point you turn around and go back home, right? Also, don't you feel bad and not tell you? Like, wouldn't you feel bad about not telling your wife where you are? Like, well, she clearly, must have been freaking out. Yeah, of course she would have. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so he was charged four hundred euros for breaching curfew. That's not that much money. It's not that much money. Yeah, I mean, four hundred euros, not nothing. But I mean, I guess it probably would be would have been the same penalty as if he was just like walking down the street. Versus like walking 280 miles away. Yeah. So he figured maybe that's why he kept walking. He's like, well, fuck, I've already broken quarantine. So I might as well just keep going. That's right. Just keep Make on the most walking. Of it. Got yep. a little holiday. Probably saw a lot of stuff that he had never seen before. Even yeah. in his own backyard. Hopefully he was wearing his Fitbit because then, you know. That's some serious debt. That's a lot of stuff. I see a sponsorship opportunity coming up yes, here. Yes. Hook it up, Italian man. Yeah. Foresto Gampo. Yes, exactly. Okay. So next up in the beautiful city of Melbourne, Australia. Best city in the world. Best yeah. city in Australia. <laughs> we can go with that. A 48-year-old construction worker was under lockdown back in July. So this is a while ago. That was when they had like the strict lockdowns yes that was in the middle of winter coronavirus had just kind of started to really infiltrate australia and Mm. especially melbourne of all the cities locked down super super hard they put on this perimeter separating like the metropolitan area to this the rural areas and just really locked down they had the army reserve blocking the freeways, they went super, super hard in the paint. Mm, and now they don't barely have any cases. Yes. And they get to have music festivals. Yes, that is true. Take note, America. Yes, it does work if you do it properly. But yeah. I will just say as devil's advocate, uh, well, no, America did a terrible job. Uh, <laughs> but Australia is a lot easier to isolate and is a much smaller population. That's true. You are an island. We are an island. Every man is an island. Okay, and woman. so and woman and, and however you choose to identify. Else. Exactly, we're all inclusive here. Every person or non-identified person, fluid or non-fluid. Indeed, indeed, and is an island. Is by an the island. way, just to clarify, I forgot what we were talking about. Yeah, it's, so is an island. this construction worker. So I'm th- pretty sure they could only drive a maximum of like five k's away from their home. Is that correct? Yes, and you had to have 
Uh, I think you had to have some kind of written permission to show, uh, like, may I please go to the bathroom? Uh, <laughs> no, it was, I think you had to show proof of employment as to why you were leaving your house. Okay, so he, it, um, so he was under lockdown and he had a craving for butter chicken. Mm, so he there. drove 20 miles, I think it was miles, it could be Ks, but 32 kilometers. Yeah. 20-ish, you know, miles to an Indian restaurant to get his butter chicken. Oh, that sort of butter chicken. I was thinking like butter, crispy buttermilk chicken sandwich. Oh, no, or no, like a delicious oh, like chicken, chicken masala. Oh. That's worth. Oh my that's god! Worth breaking I want. Lockdown. Well, how much? Okay, so he got caught. Obviously, oh, so it's the world's most expensive butter chicken dish. Is he it? did not get the chicken. Oh. He was caught before he could get the chicken. And guess how big of a fine he got? Uh, well, I kind of know what the fines were. They were oh, like, okay, okay, yeah, okay. but you can tell the. Well, I'll tell the audience. He no, got, don't tell him. Oh, tell okay. Him. Oh, don't tell him. No, just don't tell him. Okay, that's a good way to get listeners. Uh, I'm going to tell you. Jules isn't, but I can, I'm going to tell you because I'm very nice. Uh, so instead of butter chicken, he got a $1,200 fine. Wow. Which is really expensive. That's a big fine. That's a huge fine. And he said that he didn't even realize he'd breached the lockdown because he, as a construction worker, he was still working. So he actually went by that chicken restaurant a lot to, on his way to work and he didn't even realize that it was too far out of bounds that he couldn't go there so why didn't he just get it one of the days he was working when he was allowed to legally be outside maybe he was a little hungover he had a little too uh, many jack and cokes at home and it was a sunday he wanted to kick his feet up and he wanted his butter chicken and that's the only thing he wanted and he just went and got it maybe i don't and know maybe that's not that's why we have uber eats Yes, that's true. But do you guys have proper Uber Eats over there? Yeah, there's Uber Eats. Oh, okay. So well, there you go. Maybe the restaurant isn't on Uber Eats. That's true. But well, there you go. Lucky for him, the restaurant heard about the debacle and said that for the next year, he can have as much butter chicken as he wants. No way. For free, I guess. There's no way that they... Well, I don't know. I, I do not know the stipulations they would have of got the good, agreements. They would have got good publicity out of that. But yeah. I, I highly doubt that some small Indian restaurant in Melbourne is going to give away butter chicken for a year to some man who got a $1,200 fine. That's what he said. That's well, what they said. That's what somebody said. Then it turns out That's that... That's what the internet said. And if it's on the internet, it's facts. Well, I was going to say it's one of the most expensive butter chicken dishes he never ate. But now it actually... The he cheapest. probably get his money's worth because I would smash... That butter chicken. Could you eat twelve hundred dollars worth of butter chicken in a year? Easy. Well, how much is a plate of butter chicken? I would like say, ten bucks. Or I something? would say conservatively, it would be twelve dollars for a, but, for a okay. butter chicken to make it easy. Okay, so so then it's a hundred servings. hundred servings. So you'd have to eat there almost every third day. Okay, that is quite a lot of butter. That's chicken. That's a lot of butter chicken because it's not even eating at the same. Well, it's eating at the same restaurant every day, and then also eating the exact same dish every day. Yes. That's yes. a lot of butter chicken. Mm, yeah. I feel like on average, you probably realistically would probably only get it on the weekend. Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah. Okay. That, that. I don't think you could get there. A hundred butter chicken every three days. I mean, there's a lot of meals you could do that. I could do tacos every three days. That's true. I could do tacos every three days. Yeah. But would you have the same taco every three days? Can't vary. He can't have the that's you know true, paneer. That's true. And butter chicken is quite he can't a rich have a curry. Dish as well. Yeah, yeah, rich. 
Mm. Mm, it's a rich bitch. He's a rich bitch now. Yeah. yeah. Now, well, good luck to that man. You could pay people in butter chicken. <laughs> just stuff your pockets full of butter chicken. Yeah. And it, like for for your roofer, just be like, here's the butter chicken for yeah. you. Here's some butter chicken for my housekeeper. Get it put in the freezer, save it for later. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can do that. You could eat. I mean, you can have it every day, and then you definitely get your money's worth. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last you got, you got one. More? You got I have one more. One more. All right, then I've got some funny. I got some funny plane stories. Oh, we love a good plane story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These are ones from uh, the end of last year. And I've mm-hmm. got something to talk about that happened recently, which is not a happy story. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what this is about. Not the bon voyage. Mm. You know. Okay. So last one. So in December, very recently, a 28-year-old Scotsman wanted to visit his girlfriend on the Isle of Man. Do you know where the Isle of Man is? Uh, yep, there's lots next of men there. Of <laughs> and the, next to the Isle of... Hey, what did we just say? Every man is his island. Hey, oh, there the you Isle go. Of man. And maybe the, they'll have a little Isle of Baby. Yeah, an mm. Isle of however you prefer to identify. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, an identified somewhere, island. Somewhere around Isle of Zer. Somewhere around <laughs> the UK, isn't it? Yes, it's between England and Ireland. Okay. Oh, it must be tiny then. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. I feel like we talked about the Isle of Man on a story. Mm. Mm, I can't mm, remember. Maybe. Probably. Possibly. Probably. It's a thing. Mm. So this guy, I guess he did some roofing recently on the Isle of Man and met this girl and he became, she became his girlfriend. Is that why he said roofing? Is that why he said if you wanted to pay your roofer and butter chicken? Maybe. We've got <laughs> roofers on the brain. We've got roofers and construction workers on the brain. <laughs> just thinking about roofs. 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 Roof, roof. So basically, this guy really wanted to visit his girlfriend for the weekend. So to get around the lockdown laws, he decided he would cross the sea to get to her, but not by boat because that wasn't running. He decided to buy a jet ski Mm. to get across the sea. The motorcycle of the ocean. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe he was going to get really good and become a professional jet skier on the Cayman Islands. Call back to last episode. (laughs) Tyler and Skylar. Tyler and Skylar. So he got the jet ski. Unfortunately, he had never ridden a jet ski before, so he did not know how to do that. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, but so basically the trip was supposed to be about 40 minutes, uh, but the sea was quite rocky, and again, he had never ridden one before, and it ended up taking him four and a half hours. He's lucky he had enough petrol to to do the journey. Because mm. I'm, I don't know what's a what's a standard jet ski tank. Take, um, actually, I know exactly what it is. It's sixty liters. So if you want to look that up, okay. Is I, it? I have no idea. Did you just guess that? Yes. Oh, Do you think that's a good guess? Because usually I'm really bad at estimating. Uh, well, I thought that I would that, have no. I thought you said idea. it with. Um, I thought you said it with quite a lot of conviction. I did. Uh, gas mileage. Here we go. Jet ski gas mileage: ten eight to ten miles per gallon. Okay. And then we have to find out how many gallons that they take. Mm. Okay, 8 to 10 miles. So that's not too bad. Mm. That's pretty – I mean, I guess it, it's not a lot to it. Mm. Okay, anyway, yeah, what, what happened next? And then what happens next is basically it takes them four and a half hours to get Wait, there. Wait, 16 which... gallons is this, this – is, I'm just going off very quickly. How many liters it. in a gallon? Um, well, it says 8 to 10 – Miles per gallon. So if it's 10, it's like 160 miles to the tank, mm. more or less. But, but I want to know how right I was. How many liters are in a gallon? Oh, well, how many how many liters is 16 gallons? 16 gallons to liters. 60. <gasps> are you shut the 
front door right now. 60.5 liters. I am a math genius. <laughs> Finally, I knew I was going to have a breakthrough one of these days. You guys, I literally guessed 60 liters on the tank. It's a 16-gallon tank. 16 gallons equals 60.5 liters. Do the math. Look it up. Get look around it up. me. Damn. Well done. Thank you. Do I win some sort of said, math medal? Yes. Somebody create a poster or a prize for Christine. Yes. I would like some uh, fan art of me winning a math medal, please. Okay. Okay. So basically, let's get back to this guy. He uh, was on the jet ski for four and a half hours. He's eating by the chicken. Terrifying. Oh, no, <laughs> he also had to walk 15 miles inland to get to her home. Uh, apparently the couple had a great weekend together and got to enjoy the nightlife, but it, eventually he was identified and charged for breaking lockdown. What happened to him? I don't know what his punishment was. It wasn't clear, but he uh, got in big trouble. I think he got into a jail sort of situation. A jail situation. Yeah, it was. he was reprimanded and he was you detained. Should follow, you should look that up. Okay, I'll, I'll follow up on that. I'll contact the man and I will get back to you. That's a good story. That's a good adventure. Yes, that is a wild, right? Like, that, that's some real love right there. He... He bought a jet ski to get there, and then he walked 15 miles. 15 miles. That's oh, a long time to walk. Oh, I thought you said he walked 15 minutes. No, miles. Wow. Committed. I don't think I'd even... I definitely wouldn't buy a jet ski for you. I'm not, I'm not walking 15 miles for you. <laughs> oh, thanks. That's love. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> All right. I'm switching gear now to some in the newses that happened at the end of last year that we didn't cover, and they're both plane-related. Love it. So my first one is called Sliding Out in Style. Mm. Late last year, two passengers on a Delta Airlines flight from New York to Atlanta decided that they changed their mind and didn't want to fly anymore. So they used the emergency slide (laughs) as the plane was taxiing onto the runway. So Brianna Greco, (laughs) she's 23, and Antonio Murdoch, 31, along with their service dog, Rain, they all Florida residents, just putting it out there. Okay. Open the cabin (laughs) door. Not going to say anything, but okay. Open the cabin door, hold the emergency slide, and popped on down. So <laughs> I have so many questions. According to a witness, they'd been previously arguing with a flight attendant who requested that they remain seated. So there was obviously something going on there. And they were not having a bar of it. They popped open the cabin door, pulled the emergency slide thing and slid down, I think with their dog as well. Good Lord. And they were stopped and detained by police, uh, by the airport authorities and now face criminal trespassing charges, which I thought was... Trespassing? Yeah, I'm not sure why trespassing. I feel like trespassing is just kind of like, you're naughty, that's your punishment, that's your crime. Well, there's other charges as well that they got into. So uh, he faces... I guess he was probably the one who pulled the thing because he faces second-degree reckless endangerment and Mm. second-degree criminal mischief. (gasps) Mischief. So it's possible that he was the one who... Did the pulling of the doors? Mm. So yeah, there you go. They, uh, I guess, they just had enough. I'm not really. Sure. I'd like to know more of why they got off the plane or why they're in such a big rush. But if you're <laughs> going to get off quickly and you're going to get off in style, that's the way to do it. It reminds me of that flight attendant that was like, "Screw this, I'm done working here," and literally grabbed a drink and popped the slide and was like, "Peace out, mother, mother effers." We do swear on this. Motherfuckers. <laughs> You're being so timid today on the I podcast. I know. I just feel like, I'm, I don't know. Some some days I'm more PG-13. Sometimes I'm R. Sometimes today I'm you're PG. you're like pulling me up on giving a 69 episode. I know. You're, you're censoring yourself. I, I mean, know, we don't I swear unnecessarily, but wow, you're really reserved I today. I know. Uh, what's what, going on? I've been watching too much Disney or something. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know slap, what's a spo- slap a censorship sticker on her. Seriously. Explicit content. 
Um, yeah, but do you remember that flight attendant? It sounds familiar. I think we might have talked about it on the podcast. Oh, I'm going to have to look up all the details and we'll tell the story again on the podcast because that is really funny. Yes, that's... Uh, but, I mean, that's like obviously the ultimate mic drop for probably one of the best ways that you can mic drop out of work. Yes. If you think about it. But also, if it's going to have some kind of criminal charges that goes along with it, then probably not the best way. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like a lot of things you could do literally just be like... And I'm out. Right? Well, I'm pretty sure that flight attendant got in huge trouble because you can't. She would have. It's a, it was a man. Oh. But you can't uh, engage. Well, you said it was a woman. No. You well, we don't know. Because it's a flight attendant. No. I thought you said she. Mm-mm. And I probably assumed. But we can never okay. assume gender anyway. So That's there we true. go. That's true. But <laughs> you literally will face criminal charges for popping that slide out. As much fun as it seems, I would like to do that. That sounds hella fun. And sometimes you're like, oh, you're about to take off and you're like, I really don't want to be in this plane. Like, I don't want to do this. Maybe they were going somewhere they didn't want to be. They were like, we got the dog. I just want to get out of here. They're going to Atlanta. Here. They're like, no, we're staying in New York. I'm staying in New York. Screw Atlanta. And maybe they hate flying and they were nervous. Well, I think I there was something I mean, I don't know exactly what happened afterwards, but there was something about a possible report of the guy having PTSD oh. for some reason. So mm. I don't know. Could be probably something to do with that. Yeah, could be. Um all right. My oh, next, good story. Yeah. Well, my next story is also another plane related story about a something crazy happening. And this one comes from mid December last okay. year. So these are Not all too long ago. Yeah, this is all people at the end of the year just Bottling up all their... 2020, uh, man. 2020, they're, they're like, like... screw this year. I've let's an, go. I've had enough of this year. I'm just... I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. So passengers were boarding an Alaska Airlines flight at Las Vegas that was going mm. to Portland in mid-December last year when they got a fright and they noticed a man on the plane of the wing walking <gasps> around. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. The wing of the plane. Yeah. What's yeah. that called when you... Walking on the wing? No, no. It's like when you mix the two words up. I don't know. Oh, uh, oh, Freudian slip? I don't know. I don't know. But wait, so the plane was... The plane was boarding. Not moving. The plane was not moving, obviously. Oh. He wasn't up there as a stunt pilot guy. <laughs> That'd be cool. There is he... a colonial woman on the wing of the plane <laughs> churning butter. <laughs> so that's from Bryce. That's from Bryce. Yeah. so funny. So they were boarding the plane at Vegas. So people were still getting on and somebody looked out the window and they saw a man on the wing of the plane walking around. Did he work on the plane? No. In the plane? Did he work around the plane? No. So two viral videos captured the guy okay. climbing on it, sitting down, walking around, <laughs> and then eventually falling off it. Um, <gasps> he fell off yeah, it? Yeah, I'm going to show you the video. We'll oh, put a link no. to him as Is well. Is he okay? Yeah, well, just just listen to the story. You, okay, okay. We'll get okay, there. We'll okay. get there. He's okay. fine. He's not dead. Okay. He's, he's on the wing of a plane. He's not up at 40,000 feet. <laughs> I know that, but they're, they're, you're landing on concrete and you're pretty high up. Well, he did break his nose. Oh, he broke his nose? Yeah. So, so he landed on his face? Pretty much. It's a good thing he didn't break his head. Yeah, so apparently he jumped the perimeter fence to the airport, uh, wandered onto the runway, and then basically hopped onto the wing. And the pilot what? first spotted him and alerted the authorities. And as the police tried to corral him, uh, you'll see in the videos, and, and we'll put them up there so everyone can check them out in the show notes at notsobonvoyage.com. But as the police were trying to corral him, down on the ground, then you see some some officers up on the wing as well, and then eventually he slips off because he's trying oh. to climb the last little bit of the wing. Oopsie. I don't know. And he slips off, and he does kind of fall down like almost face first in the end. I feel and like he, we need better security at the airports. People want to just hop fences and walk around. 
Yeah, well, I guess That's so. That's just catchy. So it does. It did come out that I mean, they originally the reports didn't know what was going on. They thought he he's either impaired or a mental illness, and it has mm. come out that he. Uh, so they didn't think like terrorism or something. No, like well, that. he did, he, but it was a terrorism police. I think that first responded because it's like airport yeah, planes. Airplane. Hmm. You know, you got to see how it goes there. Uh, but I think that he actually was suffering from a mental illness or is suffering. From oh, okay, okay. Um, so, but I will just show you the video because it's pretty. The first one is pretty crazy. It's uh, oh my, he's God. just literally. You can hear a woman like very, very shocked. The guy is just on the plane, sitting cross-legged. Christine, tell him what's going on. He he's looks like he's just singing. got his arms. Yeah, I think he's singing. He's got his arms flailing. He's just sitting on the plane on the wing. He's. I think he's singing. Might be singing or rapping or something like that. Doing something. Doing something. And so that's the first video. And then wow, the second one. Wow, that would one, be shocking if yeah. you're in the plane. You'd be like, what the hell? Because he, he's clearly not somebody who works. He doesn't have a fluoro vest. Yeah. And then the next one is a video where you can see the, the authorities are down up. at the bottom of the wing. And he walks over to the end of the wing. You know how the wing flicks up? It's like the tip yeah, of the wing. It goes upward. It goes vertical. upwards. So he's oh, he lost off. his shoes. He's kicked, kicked his shoes off. His shoes. He, he's climbing the, to the top of the wing, where it goes vertically. Yes, he's trying to crawl up it. So now you see that there's not police getting there, very and there's far. Police and, there, and, and the police are on the wing now, trying to coax him down. And oh, he slid off. Oh, he fell down. And then Oops. they got him. But it, yeah, you're right. It wasn't that far of a fall, actually. No, but Especially he, the way he fell, it was not too bad. Yeah, but I think he busted his face. Yeah, but he would. was. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I got, I'm glad he's okay. He's getting help. Yes, but what a can you? That would be quite uh, of a shock if you were a passenger on that plane. Extremely shocking. Yes, and uh, agreed that Vegas. I feel like Vegas, if anything, should be the airport. One of the airports that has the highest security. The highest security. Yes. Like you're talking about now. Obviously, this person has a mental illness, so we're not we're not you know shaming him for that. But you would think that somebody who's having a, a, a like a breakdown or something like that does not have the ability to just hop a fence and walk right? onto a runway. You would think there would be cameras and security out there, and that seems surprising to me. And also Vegas, so much shit goes down there with people that are drunk. And, yeah. And, you know, I think we've, we've told a bunch of stories about people fighting and just mm-hmm. crazy stuff. And also, like, I imagine that there's probably a lot of people who – commit suicide in Vegas because of like gambling mm, losses and true. crazy things that happen. Mm. And you're like, the airport should be high security. Yeah. Ship shape. Ship shape. Well, maybe they'll improve it now that this uh, has happened. Yeah. They'll extend Kind of defense. embarrassing for security. This yeah. guy just not only got like over the fence and was walking across the tarmac, but he actually got onto the wing of the plane. Like, how'd that happen? How'd he get up there? How did he climb up there as well? I have pretty, no idea. It's That's high. what I'm saying. It's Nobody good, spotted him before. It's a good, like, 10 foot tall. So, good Yikes. effort. Vegas yeah. really needs to tighten that up. Seriously. Okay. Uh, I have one more thing to talk about today, and I think we're going to wrap it up. Okay. And dokey. this one is, uh, it was more just what's happening in the news around the US with travel uh, mm. and a couple of unfortunate uh, trips for people. So this mm. is uh, not a happy story, but it was talking. About, it was just a crazy uh, stat, and also to advise some of our listeners to be safe out there. Mm. Uh, we're in the middle of the ski season, the snow season, mm-hmm. the moment, the twenty twenty one season, and the US just had its deadliest week of avalanche tragedies in over a hundred years. Really? 
I yes. have not heard this. I know. So this is crazy. So this is why I wanted and to talk. And I subscribed to Avalanche Monthly and I didn't get that sad. Yeah. Some. Well, this is why I wanted to talk about it because I thought it was a really interesting stat because, yeah, really hadn't heard about it. was fishing around for news stories. And so between January 31st and February the 6th, so that, that week period, 15 people were killed across California, Utah, Montana, Colorado, Arkansas, and New Hampshire. Arkansas? There's avalanches in Arkansas? I guess so. Including one avalanche in Utah's Mill Creek Canyon that killed four people. Oh, wow. So it's pretty crazy. So that one week... uh, So so first of all, I'll give you some other stats. So that brings the 2021 season tally to 21 people so far. Holy moly. Which is only two shy of last year's tally. Whoa. And is quickly approaching what the season average is of 27. Is it... what, What? Is there a reason... Yes, there is. So I'll get into that in one sec because I thought that this is interesting. So I learned the reason why, I mean, this is not like a traditional not so bon voyage story, but obviously this is something where people were going off on a trip and doesn't work out. Um, but I thought it was interesting just as almost like a PSA and for a warning for people mm. that are doing backcountry skiing or for people who are out there hitting the slopes to be a lot more cautious and conscious of where they go to stay on trail and is that what you're supposed to do? Because I wouldn't really know how to avoid an avalanche. Well, no, because all the other all the resorts and stuff like that are all avalanche, oh, like safe. prepped and proofed. Oh, cool, so cool, cool. Okay, I'm, so I'm not going to go up to Heaven Lane. No, and get no, no, no. Avalanche. I'm talking about people who are going out outside of the resorts, doing mm. backcountry skiing, okay, got it. and going off the trails. That's the ones because mm. all the resorts that all they're all. They have all the avalanche experts. They they trigger avalanches to make sure that they don't happen during the season. They Great. all do stuff like that. Good to know. Uh, yes, but the the deadliest. So it's the deadliest week since March 1910. So it's 110 years, mm. and that was only when a freak avalanche hit two trains that were, that were coming out of Wellington, Washington, and killed 96 people. So this is actually barring like when the avalanche hit the train. This is the most de- this is the deadliest week in like a really really long time mm. like way before 1910. Wow. So apparently it occurs because of, of a mixture of conditions. One is that uh, there was early but very unsubstantial snowfall in October. That unsubstantial? Late- yeah. Okay. Like not enough. Mm-hmm. That's the right word, yeah. Yeah. I was just surprised to hear that cuz you would think it would be like more snow. But continue your sentence. Yes. So yeah. So when I finish the sentence, you'll uh, you'll be able to understand. I prefer what to I was... jump in and guess before you finish. Yes. But it's fine. I'll that's a good. Ta- that's I'm also a ta- that's a good tactic. I mean, you, you have a you know you have a varied <laughs> success rate, but so <laughs> a low success rate, but it's still fun for me. Yeah, yeah, really fun for me telling okay. the story as well. Yeah, okay. So uh, unsubstantial snowfall in October that laid a weak base layer of snow on the mountains. Mm. So what they did is they had early snow but it wasn't good snow and then that laid a week and then they had a long period of drought mm. so they got a very weak foundation of snow on the mountains okay so then what happens later on is that snow hits like starts to build up again mm-hmm. but underneath the new snowfall is a very weak base mm. and so when that deteriorates and breaks and cracks it triggers avalanches so if you think about got like it. the first snow as, an, as a foundation mm-hmm. and the other snow is piling, piling, piling on top of it, mm. but then when it cracks underneath that, it all slides down. Mm. So that is what happened. So my PSA to you, to everybody out there is that if you are out skiing or planning any backcountry trips to be safe. And get your avalanche uh, 
Deep, beep, 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 beep. Yeah, well, so the reason why I didn't have time to look up the full details of this because it just happened, but the reason why I started looking at this is because I was trying to find this story. Uh, it was a crazy video that was captured by, uh, I think they were brothers, and I can't remember where they are. I'll have to, I'll have to talk about this next week because I want to talk about it and show the video. It's this crazy video of these guys on snowmobiles being chased by an avalanche oh, like damn. down the mountain. So you could, one guy's filming and the other guy's like zooming away, Shit. running away from this avalanche and eventually the avalanche hits them and they all- Oh my God. Yeah, they all survived. They had their avalanche <gasps> packs. And so that's what that's the story I wanted to talk about in this episode, but I wanted to find some more research and, and uh, some more information about the story because it kind of just happened. But uh, yeah, next week I will talk about that because that's crazy um, and I really want to- Okay, so next week we can tell them what resources they need to protect themselves from avalanche. Yes, and I'm going to talk about the story of these these guys because the video in itself is is wild. So between now and then, nobody do any backcountry skiing or snowboarding before we tell you about avalanche equipment. Yes. Seriously, guys, we do not want to talk about your story on this podcast. Yes, you have to wait for one more week. Wait for, delay your trips. Yeah, and where is it? Um... Wait, let me see if I can find it. Well, you keep talking, Christine. Well, I know there's like an avalanche backpack that's like a parachute that like lifts you up or something. And then there's an avalanche like beep, 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 like a GPS monitor situation. So one of those should do you good or get both. Just be very prepared. If you're going to go backcountry skiing or stay on the slopes like I do. Except one time I got lost and I got caught in the trees. Well, there you go. Yeah, and then I had to stop and look around and no one was there. It was really scary. Hmm. Okay, I'll have to find it for next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All good. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Um, well, I've said my PSA. We've told our stories and we're mm-hmm. going to get out of here for the week. Yes. Uh, remember, if you are out there skiing, to be safe. Yeah, exactly. Or anywhere else. Any, literally anywhere else. Danger happens all around. Yeah. So be sure to subscribe and like the podcast. You know the guys. You know the things. You you know know the drill. And also, if you have a story that you want us to tell on air, we need more stories. So go to notsobonvoyage.com slash submit, fill out that form, and we might tell it on the air. Yes. I did get an email from someone who uh, submitted a story about somebody who got uh, stranded on a kayak or a canoe, something like that. Ooh. And they know the person. So I'm going to follow up with that. <gasps> nice. And, uh, sounds yeah, like a good sounds one. like a very interesting story. But if, uh, yeah, if you've got a story or you know someone, hit us up on the socials at Not So Bon Voyage or hit us up on the website, notsobonvoyage.com slash submit. And until next week, guys, remember to stay safe on the road or the slopes. And if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. Peace. Bye.